in the month of January, we talk about purpose. And this month, we want to focus on relationship. Do you know that humans actually put greatest effort in studying the matter of relationship? Greatest effort. Doctors study the relationship between virus, bacteria, medicine, and human body. Engineers, the relationship between X and Y. Right? Biologists study about the relationship between a species and its ecosystem. Accountants study the relationship between debit and credit, I think. Any accountants here? Praise the Lord. In the football world, not only you need to have a good relationship with the ball, but also with your manager, your players, and your opponents. Relationship matters. Musicians are passionate about music, but really, they care a lot about the relationship between melody and rhythm. Alright? Not just the tune, but also the beat, the, the groove. Businessmen need to understand the relationship between the product and the people. And a lot of people would say, agree with this, at workplace, a lot of times it's not about what you know, but who you know. The key to success is really the mastery of your human relationship. Theologians also study about relationship. They study about God and His relationship with mankind. So really, everything in life is somehow one or another related to each other. Even the stranger that you are seated next to today or your friend, all right? It's related to you somewhere, somehow you do not know. And most importantly, he or she is a creation of God. Whether you like his smell or his look or not, he is created by God in his image. Amen? Even the Bible, the first chapter and the first verse of the first book talks about the relationship between God, heaven, and earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Jesus was sent to restore our relationship with the Father and human relationship with one another. And in fact, the great commandment that Jesus gave was about relationship with God and people. So what has this got to do with us today? In everything that we get, let us get understanding let us understand about relationship. If you have a Bible with you this morning, could you turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. We're going to read from verse 17 onwards. Are you there? Yes, if you have a Bible, it will be great. Uh, if you don't have one, I hope you can... Look at the screen. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, 
honour your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack. He said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with men, this is impossible, but with, not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, we have left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. I don't know what is your response after reading this. If you are a bit sad, probably because you are rich. Just kidding, alright? If you are happy, probably you hope that the rich man will sell everything and give to you. But really, if this guy is living in our age today, he would probably be a social media sensation, right? Because he had everything a man could only dream about. He was rich, he was young, and he looked godly. Probably a lot of girls would want to marry him because he actually went to Jesus. He ran to Jesus and knelt down. Wow, godly man. He followed the commandments. And he had great attitude in approaching Jesus. But Jesus gave him a commandment test. And this man seemed, this young man seemed to pass with flying colors. The Bible says Jesus actually looked at him and loved him. Win radio. Right? Rich, young, uh, you obey the commandments, and great attitude in approaching Jesus. And Jesus looked at you and loved you. Win already. But I don't know if you notice when Jesus gave him that commandment test. How many of you are familiar with Ten Commandments? Okay, if you grow up in children's church, you must know that it's like you will go through the story. But a lot of times, it's Ten Commandments is very rarely preached in um, adult church. I do not know why. But anyway, you, can, you must read your Bible in the book of Exodus. Let us revise. Okay, Jesus says, You shall not murder. What is that? The sixth commandment, right? You shall not commit adultery, the seventh commandment. You shall not steal, the eighth commandment. You shall not give false testimony, the ninth commandment. You shall not defraud, the tenth commandment. And honour your father and mother, which is the fifth commandment. Now, if you are familiar with the ten commandments, you realise from the fifth to ten commandments, they are all related to human. Agree? your father, your mother, your neighbour, do not commit adultery, your wife, alright? 
um, do not give false testimony, do not steal. It's all related to human. I don't know if you notice that Jesus did not mention or the, the Bible did not record that Jesus mentioned the first to the fourth commandment, which is related to God. Jesus says, one thing you lack. I mean, imagine this rich, young man, famous, good-looking, rich. He had everything that a man could only dream about. And Jesus said, one thing you lack. It is like you almost made it. But just one thing. It's like sometimes you get like 99 points in your life and God is saying to you, unless you get 100 points, right? One point, one thing you lack. To sell your possession and give it to the poor. What was supposed to enable him, money was supposed to enable him to do more, has disabled him. What he was supposed to have power over had power over him. Sometimes, it is not what you don't have that affects you, but it is what you already have. And when, instead of having them, they have power over you. Like this man, it was money. It was his possession. What he was supposed to have power over had power over him. Everything that he was doing, really, the commandments that he obeyed, I'm just thinking, the way he answered, he was really pretty proud of himself. Jesus, not only have I done this, I have been doing this since I was a boy. Right? There is so much confidence. I don't know about you today. Are you confident about what you have done? Everything that he was doing, it sounded like he was doing it for himself. It was never about the relationship with the people around him. It was never about the relationship between him and the poor people. Probably the poor never got anything good from him. What do you notice? All the commandments that he obeyed, it was expressed to men, right, for himself. It was about meeting people's expectation to make himself feel good. That's why no matter how much he did, he felt he has not inherited eternal life. Friends, what was the one thing that he lacked? Have you ever thought about it? What was the one thing? Was it really just about giving money away? Probably not. Because Jesus knew exactly he has fulfilled all the commandments to men. But he missed out the God in his life. He did not see the importance of having a relationship with God. Even the question itself may have some issues like how can I, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Friends, if you understand what inheritance is, you cannot do something to inherit because inheritance is by identity, not activity. You cannot do something today just because I come to church, I should inherit eternal life. 
Just because I serve in a worship team, God, you should think that I'm a good Christian. It is not about what you do. It is about who you are. And this young man, he has done everything right to man. But he has missed out that all that he was doing was supposed to be a worship to God. Are we like that today? Christians, if we are feeling tired, fulfilling all the duties, oh, I have to, oh man, it's tiring, I have to honour my father and mother, although they were unreasonable sometimes. Oh, I have to love my enemy. Oh, I cannot steal, although everybody stole mine, my stuff, right? Oh, I have to do this, I have to serve in the CG, I have to lead worship even though nobody appreciates me. Oh, I have to serve and, and I have to give honest testimony, although all the people around me have been lying. Are you feeling tired? And I cannot hate people because when I hate people, I commit murder. If you are feeling tired, it is very likely we are just like the rich young ruler, this young man, doing everything with his own strength, without understanding that he had, he can have a relationship with Jesus. Where was God in the picture? He had the right religion, but he did not have the right relationship. The big question that you may ask today is this, how much of myself must I give? I mean, this, am I supposed to sell all? Am I supposed to sell my Toyota and my house and my everything and give to City Light and follow who? Jesus is not here. Follow the person closest to Jesus. You know what? If you just read carefully, Jesus did not ask. Jesus did not even ask him to give to the temple. Jesus, in fact, God does not want and he does not need your wealth. He does not need your possession. He does not need your giving. He does not need your time. He, he's not asking you for all the talents and measured commitment. No, because Jesus had all of them in heaven and gave it out when he came. Jesus said, sell everything. Give to the poor and follow me. What was Jesus asking? Jesus doesn't want your money, your time, your effort, your ministry. What does Jesus want? He wants you. Jesus wanted a relationship with this man that he loved. That's why he said, let go of all this so that you can follow me. If today we think that Jesus needs us to do all these things that we do so that he can give us eternal life, I think Jesus would say, let them all go and follow me. Because all he wants is you and you. The best gift you can give to God is you. So don't worry. Don't worry if you don't have much money to give. Don't worry if you have not put enough effort because you first. Would you surrender your desires 
your fears, your dreams, your longing, your wishes, and your precautions, your whole self to God. C.S. Lewis said, this is the almost impossible thing to do, is to give your entire self. But you see, giving your all, giving your entire being is probably easier than keeping all these things, keeping your time, keeping your talent, keeping your dreams and ambition, and yet do good. You see, a lot of times we are trying to remain what we call ourselves. We keep personal happiness as our great aim in life. We want to do this. We want to achieve that. We want to achieve happiness in our life. At the same time, we try to be good Christian. We try to be good, chill, good, good child of God. We are all trying to let our heart and mind go their own way, centered on money, pleasure, ambition and success and hoping at the end we will still be humble and honest enough to get to heaven. Can I suggest to you and propose to all of us today, just let it go. It is not possible to let your heart and your mind pursue everything the world is teaching us to pursue, yet at the same time, hopefully we'll get to heaven. Today, I want to talk about the relationship with ourselves. The relationship between our natural self and our new self. You know, before we know God, we have this natural self, which we often call our old self. And when Jesus comes into our life, there is, he, gives, he, gives us our, he gives us His life, and suddenly we have this new self. And you realize that suddenly you have two selves in you, like constantly in battle, right? Like sometimes... I want to do this, sometimes I want to do that. Now, the real problem of a Christian life comes, the real problem of a Christian life comes when people don't realize they have one. Because we spend too little time with ourselves. We spend too little time alone to allow God to show us who we are. To allow God to show us, is this my natural self, my old self? Or is this the life of Christ, the new self? We spend too little time to reflect on our lives. And sometimes even find it awkward to do so. When we are alone, we are uncomfortable. What do you do when you're alone? At the bus stop? Or oh, you don't take bus anymore, sorry. What do you do when you are alone waiting for someone? You take out your phone, right? It's just awkward to stand there and spend time reflecting about your life. I realize this. Like, we are not used to being alone. Even when you reach a room, we quickly turn on the computer, we turn on the music, right? We need our life to be filled with something. And that's the time that we miss out. Jesus says you must love your neighbor as yourself. Some of us don't even know who we are on the inside of us. How can we love each other as ourselves? Do you know that God loves you? And He is okay if you spend time with Him without music? 
and he's, he's okay if you spend time with him within, without the crowd here. Because God loves you. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need you to meet him with a good cafe ambience, with music. He doesn't need you to serve him with cafe food, you know. He doesn't need you to Instagram him because he's secure. And he wants you to know he enjoys you, not what you can do for him. It's not like God is waiting for you, like, event. If you're not serving me, I'm not going to look at you. If you're eating, um, I'm not interested. But when you serve, when you play the keyboard, man, I enjoy myself because you serve me. God is not like that. God is not saying, talking to you like, whole week, right? I won't see you, I won't see, I won't, I won't look at you. I won't look at what you do. Only when you step into, like, the gate, right? The glass door with Bible verse, city light, right? When you step into it, then I will look at you because you worship me. It's so beautiful. God is not like that. God loves you, not what you can do, not what you can speak to impress Him, not your ministry, not even the good things that you have done, not the offering that you gave just now. God loves you for who you are. The Bible says He knows every hair on your head, every thought that you have, including the hidden ones. He knows your struggles. And yes, in spite of that, He still loves you. But the thing is this, to experience God's love, you need to know yourself. You, a lot of times we do not know ourselves, but we know the image that we want people to see. A lot of times we don't like to look at ourselves until we put on makeup. I, I don't know, I'm not a girl. But I think probably you enjoy looking at yourself more after you put on makeup. A lot of times we, we want to know the person that we portray to others. To experience the love of God, you need to feel yourself. You need time alone. You deserve time alone. You deserve your attention. Because when you actually spend time alone, you realize that you are not lonely. God is with you. Not every time you need loud music to feel God's presence. It is in that quiet moment with God. That's why it's called quiet time. Jesus says it's called when you go to a prayer closet and spend time with Him, that's where He hears us. When you spend time with God alone, you allow God to work you, not just outside of you. A lot of times we say, God, I have done my part. I have cut the grass. Why is it still not bearing fruits? God says it is bearing fruit, but not the fruit that I want. To bear the fruit that I want, you got to dig down and take out the wrong seed so that I can put in the right seed. God does not just want to work on your outward appearance, your ministry, your look, how you speak. God wants to work in the deepest part of our soul. Will we allow God to show us our struggle, our pride? Do you, know, do you know a lot of times we do not know that we have pride until we are alone and we begin to reflect, man, my attitude was so prideful. Will we allow God to show us our fear, allow His Spirit to show us how we must be humble and dependent on Him? 
The Bible says all the men and women of God learn how to spend time quiet with God in the wilderness. Jesus spent 40 days. Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness. In fact, Jesus, 30 years of his life, nobody noticed what he was doing. But he was just spending time with God, understanding the will of his Father. This world that we live in today is dangerous not because how it is, but it is dangerous to us because we have focused on too much on what is outside. It is so fast. You want Bible verse, it's so easy. You can just Google it. A lot of times, we are, although we are alone, we are not alone. Can I encourage you this year? Sometimes you just take off. Tell your phone, you know, you need to rest. I need to rest. Right? I'm not going to entertain you. Sometimes it's good that your battery goes flat. Why do you need your phone battery whole day? Right? When it goes flat, just let it go flat. <laughs> and let your phone rest. Don't hate me, okay? A lot of times when we are alone, we allow our thoughts to be on our work, our friends, everything else, our ministry. And we don't have time to evaluate ourselves. This year, when we talk about relationship with God and with ourselves, can we learn how to talk to God, not to inform or request because He already knows anyway? Talk to God to reflect, to, under, to get understanding. Talk to God to ask God questions. Questions that you dare not ask people. Ask God. Take out a journal and journey with God. Let's do the old school way. Alright? Some people say, I do not need sermon note anymore because it's in the audio anyway. If I need, I can just refer to it. I don't need sermon notes anymore because Wilson can take very good notes. I can just ask him to. It's different, friends. Your sermon note is your own journal with God. I mean, of course you can get when you are not around. But what I mean is, it is your own love letter. You cannot just go on the internet and print out a love letter, just put my wife's name in. I love you. Like this is taken from Romeo and Juliet, you know? It cannot be like that. It must be personal. Learn how to pursue God in our prayer, not pursue things. Sometimes, with so many new things happening, we, we become the habitual being of finding new things. We constantly look for news. Like, I, I realize I have this bad habit that I always want to check out, is there any news? Like, most updated news. You know, like every news that happened, most very likely they happened before. There's nothing new under the sun. We look for new sermons, new revelation, sometimes new church, new program, new strategies. But really, I believe City Light, the core purpose of our church is not to find new trend or new strategies. The church is about the presence of God. Because in His presence, in the old place, there is freshness in the Spirit. 
the church is about helping people to be more and more like Christ, new creation. Perhaps we should pause and find something new in the old. Find something new in the old Bible passage that you always read. Find something new in the people that you know in your CG, in your small group. Find something new to discover. Some of us, we have been married. My wife and I just celebrated 10-year anniversary. Praise the Lord, you know, two-digit finally. <laughs> Nothing to be proud of, I'm sure. <laughs> Many couples here, they have been married for, some of them, probably half a century. I do not know. More. 60 years. Awesome. Leslie and Jean, what a pleasure to meet with you. 10 years. I hope 10 years together can earn us some credit, sometimes to help you guys who are in love for two days. You think you know understanding, you know everything about love. <laughs> sometimes I wish your dream, you wake up from your dream. Um... Find something new in the ordinary and say, God, help me to see things differently. Help me to have new spark in loving the same person. Help me to have new compassion for the world that is lost. Help me to have new application from all Bible verses that we are familiar with. Friends, Church is not a church. A church is not a place for inspiration. Go to library for inspiration. Go to concerts for inspiration. The church is a place for transformation. I hope by the end of the year, all of us somehow as we journey with God, we realize that we are transformed somehow on the inside of us. There is something deeper that is happening on the inside that is unknown on the outside becoming more and more like Christ each day will you this year re-evaluate your relationships it's not about having more likes on the social media although I sometimes look at hey, how many likes does this picture get I realise that when I share a post a thought less likes and I share about my children more likes <laughs> it's okay Not more likes, not more friends on, on Facebook, but building connection that is purposeful and beneficial. Building connection that either you can bless that person or you can be blessed by, by that person. This year, less is more. Maybe it's not more friendship, but less, but yet deeper. Maybe not more events, less, but deeper. Make space. When you have less things in your life, you probably will have more time and more space for God so that you will hear Him. Let God give us His life, new self. A lot of times we struggle because we make ourselves the starting point. 
the natural self. We will burn out, we will give up. We will either become super religious and judgmental because everyone is not doing it, they seem to get the blessing. Do you know, friends, if you come to God just for financial blessing, there are other ways that are easier. But there's only one blessing that you can only find in God and not outside. It's God Himself. You cannot find it in a financial workshop out there. You cannot find it in business venture unless you find God in your life. Let His life in us grow. That's why our Christian life is difficult and easy at the same time. Why do I say so? Jesus says, deny yourself and take up the cross. It seems difficult, right? But Jesus says, come, take my yoke. It is easy. Don't you ask questions like, Jesus, are you confusing me? Like, when you read Bible, do you question God sometimes? Why is it easy and hard? So hard to deny myself. The thing is this, if we deny ourselves, we let go of our natural self, do not just torment your natural self or old self, just allow God to kill it, right? Deny yourself. You realize that it is not hard because it is the new self, the life of God that is working in us. Recently, I speak to, can I have the keyboardies? Play something soft. Recently, I've met different ones talking about relationship and talking about courtship, marriage. And I realized that even Christians also face relationship problem. Even Christians also can experience divorce, right? Why? It is because we still make our natural self our starting point. I mean, when you hear all the couples, they share this and that, you realize, man, there is no end to what you share. But there is only one way. It is to have Jesus work on the inside of us. To allow Jesus to work. To spend time alone. If you cannot spend time alone with God, you will find it hard to love people. Because you do not know how to love yourself. You do not know how to give attention. You do not know how to appreciate things and be grateful for it. When we were having silent retreat in Thailand, one of the things that we enjoy the most, I mean, yes, we enjoy the reflection and all that, but one of the things that we enjoy the most was the food. Not because the, the food is like five star or what, it's simple food, but it tastes so much more delicious because we were in silent retreat, we were not supposed to talk. So during food, when we eat, we can only talk to food. No, we talk to ourselves, we talk to God. Man, we realize that even vegetables, 
sweet. Because you take time to pause and just thank God that you can eat. And everything becomes beautiful. How many of us this morning, your new self is struggling? And you, you struggle because you don't spend time enough with yourself and you struggle to hear God's voice and God's heartbeat because there's just so many noises in your life, including Spotify Christian music can be noises in our life. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? close our eyes if you just close your eyes and just think about Jesus you'll realize that he's not far from you his presence his presence is in every breath that you take because when He first created you, He made you different from other creation. Your food is not just the natural food that you eat. Your food is not the, the social media, the soap. Your food is the very breath that's from Him.